Welcome back to Take the Points. And the preseason is in full swing. We need to do an inventory, Marcus Mosier, of how our betting is going, how your mm-hmm. preseason betting is going. Let's just start there. This is a gambling podcast. So we're about a third of the way through the preseason. Some teams a little bit more. What's the, what's the bankroll looking like for you? Five and one against the spread through one week of the preseason plus the Hall of Fame game. Listen, I can't complain. I, I, I think bragging about a against the spread record of the preseason is about the most degenerate thing I've ever done. So there you go. <laughs> no, it's, but you're very confident. It doesn't seem degenerate. It just seems very stoic. And um, it's like a normal, it's very thing nerdy. How, like, how, it, well, how have you done in years past versus the preseason? Like, is this, is this I your niche? Yeah. I kind of feel like preseason is pretty easy to figure out. You just, you find the quarterbacks and you pick them from there. There's, there are some trends out there. Like, I think the Baltimore Ravens have lost one preseason game yes. since 2015. Uh, there, there are some trends out there, so it's not as hard as you would think. Okay, well, we will have more preseason picks coming up shortly. Reminder, guys, you can get your uh, the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple. And also today we have a special offer uh, from BetMGM, new customers in legalized betting states. I live in one. Receive a free bet up to $600 with the code THEGAMEDAY. Again, that's code THEGAMEDAY, all one word, at BetMGM for our listeners in legalized betting states. Before we get into fill in the blank, and also we are doing the AFC West today, which is just mm-hmm. dynamite. You, I am anxious, my friend, to see what your, your top five players will look like in this. I mm-hmm. will have player props. Um, there's some star power here. But I want to talk a little bit about young quarterbacks. And I say this somewhat selfishly because my New York Jets – are the, uh, the proud owner of one in Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So we are overreacting. That's what we do in the preseason. Justin Fields, who looked dreadful in like the first five minutes, all of a sudden is the savior. Trevor Lawrence looked great. Um, what were your impressions? Because this is, of course, a QB heavy sport and at times a QB heavy podcast. What were your impressions of the young guys? That I don't think any of them look like they didn't belong, right? I think all five of the first round quarterbacks had their moments, right? Whether it's Trey Lance hitting that 80 yard bomb, you know, right to start the game, or if it's Zach Wilson making plays outside of the pocket or Mac Jones throwing the ball down the field. I thought they all looked good. Um, They all need to become more consistent, but I think all of them should be week one starters, Adam, every single one of them. Well, and let's see, let's do some inventory Mm. there. Uh, Lawrence and Wilson, there ain't no doubt, right? I mean, that's it. Barring injury. Um, Fields is questionable. Andy Dalton, saying the job is his uh come get it trey lance jones seems questionable trey lance is probably the least uh likely it seems like and you look at the i saw betting odds yesterday i think jimmy garoppolo was like minus 400 to start so in your opinion all these guys should be starting well i just think all these rookie quarterbacks the ceiling is just so much higher than what's in place right now like i know cam can run and i know that cam is still you look at him and he just looks like a quarterback but he just seems broken to me. And yes. when Mac Jones was in the game for the Patriots, the offense seemed like it was clicking, right? It seemed like what a Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels offense looked like. Trey Lance, I, he's going to be up and down, but man, he has talent. And then Justin Fields, I think, is the easiest one. There's just no way I'm yes. playing Andy Dalton over Justin Fields. There's no way. I, I would totally agree. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, it's been a, it, it's really cool to have these high profile games in the preseason game, whether you have money mm-hmm. on or not. If you're me, um, I was really engaged and it was exciting. And I'll say this, I thought Wilson made some really nothing extraordinary, but in pressure um, had some really amazing throws. The ball just comes out of his hands. So nice. Like it's oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the case, honestly, with a lot of these guys, it's easy to watch them throw footballs. 
like very, very well, natural, very, it's there just was fun a, to watch. There was a play and it was just a simple play where it was like a play action rollout on a boot. And he just kind of flicked the ball down the field. It was nothing. It was not a great play or anything, but you can just see it's so natural for him. I, I I'm a big Zach Wilson fan. See, I had to inject some uh, jets homerdom into the pot. All right. I love it. Now, now before we get to the AFC West, let's take a, a trip around the NFL with fill in the blank. This is a story that I absolutely love. You've got Tyree Kill. You've got Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt's basically saying, hey, let's put up Super Bowl for a gold medal, which is awesome stakes. I would pay a lot of money to see that. So I ask you, blank wins a 40-yard dash between Bolt and Hill. Probably Tyree Kill at this stage, right? Usain Bolt's kind of retired, I think, after 2017. He's 34 Tyreek is still like in the prime of his career right now. He's, I think he's more used to doing the 40 yard distance. I, I don't know, Adam, I'm, I'm curious. What do you think? I, I love this. First of all, I need to, I almost need to see this at this point. I'm going to say bolt. However, okay. um, I am 36. Right. And the possibilities of a hamstring pull here is like bolt has to, <laughs> like the, he has to be healthy. He talked about almost running the Olympics this past year and his coach talked yeah, okay. him out of it, which I don't know if that's just posturing or whatever. Yeah. I, I still think those strides are so majestic. They would be hard to catch up. I'm serious though, Marcus. Like I will crowd, I, I will, let's crowdfund it. Like let's get a sponsor right, for so, this. So let, let me do this. Uh, if I set the over under at like four to one for Usain Bolt, what would you choose? 34 year four. I would choose... I think I would. Oh God, that's a good line. I think if you said I'd probably go over, but if you said it at four two nine, I think I'd go under. So that's the thing is, I still think Tyreek Hill can run like a four two six, four two seven right now. That's pretty. This be is pretty a hard legitimately for you no, no. This is a legitimately great. These guys need to do this. Yes, like, they do. And also, if this gets popular enough, like a beer company will come, like you know, will come in and say, like you know what, here's. $10 million. Like, Can we just turn, do it during the middle of the Super Bowl? Like during the halftime, have that be the halftime. Turn, turn show. this that would into be the fun. match. Like turn <laughs> this into to Tiger versus Phil. Just put $10 million and you'll get this. Like they will do this. I'm yeah. This yeah. I, I actually I'm more I talk through it. I want this needs to happen. <laughs> and I think it's a great, a great discussion point. Um, yes, I'm in. Okay. Speaking of Zach Wilson, I, of course, this is written in here for me. Telling another QB that you're a fanboy is blank. Now, the backdrop here before you answer, Zach Wilson, been watching Aaron Rodgers, worship Aaron Rodgers. They're at practice this week before the preseason game, and he's not holding back. So what say you? Telling another quarterback you're a fanboy is blank. I think it's genuine for Zach Wilson, right? I think it's just somebody he grew up watching, admiring. I don't think there's any problem. With it. We see it in the, in, the NBA, excuse me, in the NBA all the time with LeBron James, right? These guys grew up watching LeBron. They think it's so cool that they get to meet him and play against them. I have no problem with it at all. I think it's fun. I'm a homer, yeah. okay? So I'm not going to say like, oh. But it's funny to hear people like that get angry about this. Like, these are kids, man. Yes. He's like 22 years old. Like, I guess how is he supposed to feel? Like, I, I thought about it a little bit. Like, you think about the person you've idolized right. that you're sharing the field with. Like, how, you can't just play that off. I, I will say, you, have, you listen to Zach Wilson's answers on practice and this. He seems like almost too real like things are like it's very nice that it seems pretty authentic although you open yourself up if you say something like this because people are gonna say that's okay yeah i think he's got the personality just to kind of shake it off kind of i mean kind of like aaron Rodgers, right like people are going to criticize you they're going to complain 
just you can't let it bother you. I love it. No, and the and the fact that it's Rodgers is somewhat is yeah. somewhat amazing. Yeah. And by the way, if you're Zach Wilson, like that's who you want to be a fanboy of. Like that, mm-hmm. there that's are a, a lot one. of yes. similarities there. Very similar work. size. You know, I, I'm not sure it was Wilson's arm is as good as Rodgers, but no. I think a lot of play styles kind of coming out of college. Yeah. Very, very similar. Oh, please. Just anything close. <laughs> anything even within the vicinity. Uh, okay. Very simple here. I alluded to the, it earlier. Andy Dalton's time is... I would say Andy Dalton's time was 2015. I mean, we're we're way past the time where it's Andy Dalton should be a starting quarterback in the league, let alone a week one starting quarterback. I listen. I I understand. I and I respect Andy Dalton's competitiveness to say, hey, Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback down the road, but it's my time now. I'm just not buying it. It's not happening. It, I'd say his time is almost up. And I, yeah. I, I'm with you. Like, what is he supposed to say? Like, yeah. he's going to say that I'm still the guy. Um, so that's excellent. And that's but, what you want him to say, right? You want him to be a competitor. Uh, uh, so that, he, for that part, I, I agree. Dalton is saying everything you want. But shouldn't be a, he, he shouldn't be a caretaker, but he is a caretaker. Like, yeah. that, like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's almost up. Justin Fields will flash. I think Justin Fields is going to struggle too. And that's okay. Like, the good, there'll be spectacular highs and probably lows, but you saw this um, first preseason game where he fumbled and things looked sporadic. Mm-hmm. And then when he got settled, he, he was just field. So Andy Dalton will probably start the season as the starter over under two and a half games. What do you think? Yeah, I would say under. I mean, the thing is the Bears offensive line is so bad. And you would That's think that point. would actually – you would think that would actually make it so you want to play Andy Dalton until the offensive line gels, but I just don't know if Andy Dalton is going to be able to survive behind that offensive line early on in the season. I'd rather have Justin Fields with his legs, his big body out there, you know, kind of avoiding some of that pressure because what I saw from Andy Dalton last year in Dallas, he can't do it anymore. It's it, It'll be very interesting to see. His time will be short-lived, whether it's two games or four games or 17 games, which it won't right. be. Um, and you're right. The line, that's a problem. Like just by that alone, you should Bad. be wanting to play someone who's going to move things around. Mm-hmm. Um, more jets, uh, more jets, feelers, tentacles in this next one, 70 million for a safety is blank. Fine. If you can cover. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamal. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamal. You are not a cover safety. You are really a, an edge rusher at 215 pounds. Listen, I just want to say, I think the Jets made out fantastic in this trade, right? They they got two first-round picks. Seattle had to give away two first-round picks for the right to sign Jamal Adams to a record-setting deal. And yet there's still situations where you do not want him covering a tight end or let alone a receiver. So it seems like a lot. I probably wouldn't have done it, but I think Seattle had no other choice. So, yes, exactly. That's that's where to start. When you make this trade – you're committing to making him the highest paid safety in the NFL. So you mm-hmm. kind of knew you were doing this if you're Seattle. Jamal Adams' game is so interesting to me. He is an unbelievable pass rusher. Yes. And in, in the box, he is tremendous. I mean, it is he is terrifying and mm-hmm. a really fun player to watch. But he's pretty dreadful in coverage. and Which makes him really hard to pay that much money to. If you have such a big hole in your game and you have to use him one specific way – just seems like a lot of money for a niche player, right? The, the other problem is I think you're already seeing him start to age a little bit, not in oh, the yeah. pass rushing sense, but in the coverage sense that is just going to get worse. 
Well, and his body's breaking down, right? Yes. He's got injuries. That's the other thing. He missed time last year. He plays so violent. I mean, mm-hmm. that it's a problem. I But if you're Seattle, 70 million is the going rate. And you're right. Like the Jets, like looking back at this, Adams would really help them still. Now, yep. two first yep. rounders saving that money. There wouldn't have won with him. They're still probably a couple years away from being relevant with that draft pick, the two draft picks. You yeah. hope that's going to be, you know, what they do. Um, good for Seattle, but yeah, it's a lot of money for a guy like that. We'll see how he does in coverage, where the game is going. He better get to the quarterback, which he did last year. Otherwise, his value is going to continue to decrease. Yeah, Seattle's not afraid to make some big moves for what the football world calls unconventional, right? Drafting a running back in the first round, drafting another linebacker in the first round, Jordan Brooks, trading two first-round picks away for a box safety. They're unconventional, but because you have Russell Wilson, because you have Pete Carroll, a lot of times it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Um, Good luck. Honestly, it's fun (laughs) watching him play, and he played his cards right. He got out of New York, got to Seattle, dude got paid. I am team well, get money through and through. So that did, good for him. Did the, did the Jets hold on to the better safety in Marcus May? Because I think they might have. Maybe, maybe long term. And in terms mm-hmm. of what he does, absolutely. And look, I mean, they'll be fine in terms of pass rushers without him. Um, yep. <laughs> how, speaking of pass rushers and just problems on the other side of the ball, six interceptions for Saints quarterbacks is a little alarming. I mean, you were hoping that Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Uh, would become more effective and more efficient, you know, with more snaps. But, man, things for the Saints are looking kind of bleak this year. Probably no Michael Thomas till after Thanksgiving. The defense lost a lot of its depth. Who knows what they're going to do at cornerback with the Marshawn Lattimore situation. Uh, their number two cornerback in Patrick Robinson retired last week. It's a, it's a scary time to be a Saints fan. I think it's going to speak to a, a saga in which you're probably going to play both quarterbacks and mm-hmm. that's probably not going to go well <laughs> like i right. i just don't get good we talked about the division a couple weeks ago this whole thing it's one of the hardest teams to read your best weapon is out as you mentioned for an extended period of time you've got two quarterbacks with very different skill sets that can mm-hmm. that do very different things which in theory could be good if you could play it but just the concoction does not feel right this does not feel like a mixed drink I would want if I'm, if we're, you know, it just doesn't feel good. Uh, there's so many different analogies I could use there, but I just, I wish this, I wish Sean Payton would just commit to one guy so we can start to get a picture of what this team looks like because of, as of right now, I have no idea. You know, I think I know I, you and I have the rapport enough. I, like, yeah, I yeah, telepathically, we I got it. Well done. And you guys, your listeners know as well. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, well done. Um, <laughs> and finally, uh, one of my favorite players ever, T.O., who's saying, you know, he just bring him back, right? Whatever. And and and, who, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. T.O. would catch blank balls for blank yards and blank TDs if he came back right now. Dude's in his 40s. 47 still monster though. He looks good. Yeah. I mean, he still looks great. Yeah. So what would T what would a TL stat line be? I'm going to be the anti fun person here. Zero for zero for zero. So in 2012, he tried to do this. He took a year off and he tried to come back for the Seahawks and he made it to training camp. He didn't even make it to the 75 man roster. Like he was that kind of washed up at that point that he couldn't even make the initial 53 man roster. He doesn't play special teams. So he's not getting on the field. He's not going to be running by everybody. Everything would be contested. 
uh, he just wouldn't make a team. So I'm sorry, Tio. I love you, but you're 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 done. One catch, six yards, one touchdown, hamstring out for the year. Um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that, probably. It, it's kind of the Des Des Bryant stat line from last year. Uh, well, that one hurts. That one hurts. So yes. be careful there. I know. Sorry, I know it's very personal. <laughs> I love To. He does physically still look the part, mm-hmm. but. I'm telling you, man, this is the theme of this has been hammies and, and maybe it's yeah. too close to my own personal experience. So I just because he looks great, probably be a monster in like a flag football tournament, though. Right. Like well, like a yeah. beach beach volleyball, like celeb tournament. T.O. is the guy like at the MLB all star, you know, the softball game that's like right, parking right. out of the actual stadium. That's T.O. Actually, the NFL, I, I agree with you. Good luck. So one of the most important things in life is knowing when it's over, right? Like I'm at the stage in my life where I can't go and play pickup basketball with high school kids anymore. Yep. Like It's just bad things are going to happen. Nothing good is going to come out of that. Tio, you're 47 years old. There's so many other different things you can do in life. Don't don't ruin your legacy like this. We, we don't want to see it. We talked about pre-show, man. Tom Brady is probably making a lot of these yeah. guys question like, did I give it up too early? Did I, yeah. did I make a mistake? And the answer is no, <laughs> no, you didn't. You're fine. Like, I also want to the I want to point out Jerry Rice uh, was on the Broncos when he was 42 years old. He also couldn't make it out of training camp for the Broncos. So that's when he was still playing for the Raiders and the Seahawks. And even while he was in shape at the age of 42, he couldn't make the NFL. So Tio, you haven't played in a decade and you're five years older than what Jerry Rice is. It's not happening. Let's move to the AFC West, which is fascinating on a variety of fronts. And certainly, I think when we talk storylines, this is probably my favorite part of this breakdown, is when we just kind of go around the division and talk about our biggest storylines. For the Chiefs, for me, I think it's just the Chiefs. Like, they are, this is the giant, even though they didn't win. They have the best quarterback. Uh, They have a great offense. They've got all these different pieces. Marcus, they're almost like if they don't win, it will be a failure. I think there's an enormous pressure on that. And I guess the other point is, you know, is the offensive line remade? Like, where do you go with the Chiefs? Because to me, it's just they are this this unmovable force until further notice, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they are one D4 offsides penalty away from being in the Super Bowl three straight years. And I don't think there's anything to suggest that they won't be in it again this year, right? You talked about the offensive line. They put a lot of resources there. They signed Joe Thune, you know, a Pro Bowl guard. Uh, they traded for Orlando Brown. They brought Kyle Long out of retirement. They drafted Creed Humphrey in the second round. Like, the offensive line should be really good. My question for you is, Adam, and maybe we need to see if BetMGM can make this bet for us, but if it was Chiefs versus the field to make the Super Bowl in the AFC, which side are you leading? Field. I, we, we've kind mm. of – well, I think there's some really good teams – I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more with the win totals and stuff, but I'm, I think it's hard. I think there's going to be more parody. I think there are legitimate rivals to them. I think one of them is in their own division in the chargers. Like, what do we do with this team? Justin (laughs) Herbert looks like he's ready to ascend into the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I, every day I see a new throw of his that just wows me and I don't want to get too like forward on that yeah and no. we're not going to see him in preseason most likely so it'll be week one keenan allen they've got weapons like what what do we make of the chargers 
I like their long-term future a lot because they're reinvesting in the offensive line. They've got talented playmakers all over the defense. And then there's Justin Herbert. But do we really think like a first-year head coach in Brandon Staley, who has not been coaching very long in the NFL, is he going to be good enough to beat like Andy Reid in a big game in December or in a playoff game? Right? Let's say they do make the playoffs and they're traveling to Baltimore to take on John Harbaugh in uh, the Ravens. Are they going to be able to win that game? I just think we need to see one year of them being a competitive borderline playoff team before we get too, too excited about them. God, they blew so many games last year. I mean, that's the other thing is they suck us in at this time every year thinking they're going to be great, but there's always injuries. There's always charger things that happen. I do like them long-term, just not quite this year. What was that play last year where the entire offensive line, uh, uh, like you had Herbert doing one thing it was a pass the entire offensive line yep. was doing the other. It was like the, that was like the snapshot of an otherwise brilliant season for Herbert, mm-hmm. but yes, they were in pretty much every game and they looked like they have a superhero like QB. I think it's a fascinating story. I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Broncos um, because I think they should be better. Uh, you and I have talked a little bit about the whole Drew Locke Teddy situation. Mm-hmm. Like, God, Drew Locke looked great, by the way. Not that we're going to overreact in preseason. Like no, Drew Locke no. in small doses looks like a top 10 quarterback in larger it's always doses. Always been a story of his career, though, it, right? It is. So what's the biggest storyline in your eyes with the Broncos? It just seems like a team that's waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come to them next year, right? Like, it, in, as we're waiting here, the, the entire roster is talented. They've got receivers everywhere. They've got a good defense. But I just can't pick this team to win more than six, seven games if – Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater are the quarterbacks. It's just kind of the way it is. And it just feels like they're waiting for the quarterback market to open up next year. And they know that. I think they were hoping it was going to open up this year with Deshaun Watson, maybe an Aaron Rodgers trade. Just didn't work out. So it just feels like a team a little bit in limbo right now. And then I think the other interesting story with them, of course, Sertain has a pick six, looks fabulous, Mm -hmm. looks like a future great player at corner. But the Justin Fields thing, like this could end up being what the Bears are going to hear forever with Trubisky, right? If Justin Fields to turn out turns out to be as good as he could be, why why did they take a corner who, by his own right, looks like he's going to be a great player? But that that gets to the root of what you're talking about. Yeah, looking for a solution at quarterback if the guy isn't on the roster. So I, can I, I can I give you? I think Drew Lock might. May not be the solution, but I think Drew Locke will be interesting. Sorry, I don't mean to jump can, in there. No, no, no. Can I give you an unconfirmed, uh, you know, just reckless rumor that I yes, heard around I the I love draft? these. Okay. Spew it. Yeah, yeah. So, again, this is, cannot confirm this is true, but I guess there was a lot of people in the Broncos organization that did like Justin Fields a lot. However, they took Patrick Sertan at number nine because that's who the Packers would potentially want in a trade down the road. Now, remember, the Packers also took Eric Stokes, a cornerback from Georgia, late in the first round. Cornerback has been an issue for this team for a long time. Taking fields doesn't really do a lot for the Packers because they already have their quarterback waiting in the wings in, in Jordan Love. So Sertan is who Green Bay loved. Denver oh. took him despite not really having a need at corner to maybe move him down the road. That is interesting. Um, I don't know what to make of it other than, look, if fields turns out to be great, and who knows what the Rogers oh, situation may repair itself in Green Bay, quite honestly. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with him today. The dude sounds pretty happy. Who knows? Yep. Um, good luck. But And maybe he just knows that he's getting out of there in a year, and that's why he's happy, right? Yeah, and and I, I'm telling you, I, Locke is such an interesting one because I think he'll 
I think it's going to be like a Jekyll and Hyde where he could yeah. put up huge games and some games they're just going to be bad. There are no excuses. Like you said, the no, wideouts no. are really good. I'll talk about one of them in my player props here uh, shortly. And lastly, the Raiders, um, again, another team I really struggle with an evaluation at quarterback. I, I think though, Marcus, the more I think about this team, the more I like the drafting mm. has been questionable, but the pieces are pretty good. And if they could have some young players stop up, I, you know, I like a lot of what they're doing, especially on offense still. So I'm going to start by saying this. I think their drafts over the last three years have been awful. They've made six first round picks since 2019. And I think only one of them is a good starter in Josh Jacobs. That is it. Uh, some of the free agent moves have been complete busts. Agreed. And at the same time, they were six and three last year and they were, they held a 10 point lead against the chiefs with like three minutes left to go in that game on Sunday night football. They beat Kansas city in Kansas city last year. They were so close to sweeping them. I still think John Gruden is a really good coach. He's an awful talent evaluator and general manager, but I do think this team is going to be good enough to be competitive in games that they probably shouldn't be competitive in just based on their talent. If you're, if you're, questioning his talent we got to go at mayock here too right i mean that's like well i mean do we think mayock is yeah, well that, that was the second thing whomever is making those decisions if it's yep. a group think it needs a new member because it's so often contrarian it feels like mm -hmm. it's like how i bet is how they're <laughs> drafting players by the way don't do that that is no, not a compliment no. not a compliment so i think they're a really interesting team uh I, again, we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit more in depth, but let's get your top five players first. So, okay, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Um, yep. Would he be number one for every division, just number one yes. period? Okay. He's the best player in the league, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Okay. No drama there. Now, I want to see how many other Chiefs we have in this thing. Uh, number two, who you got? Uh, Travis Kelsey. And again, this list, list could be all Chiefs, but I think he's – one of the best tight ends we've ever seen in NFL history. He's already 10th all time in receiving yards for tight ends. He's going to climb way up that list this year. Uh, he just had the best season of his career last year. It's hard to put anybody else, but Travis Kelsey at number two. Pop up, fill in the blank. Travis Kelsey without a beard is blank. Gross. It, it makes him look so young. I, I, I don't like Travis Kelsey that way. <laughs> he is, uh, it was like a, it was like a younger big Ben. He yeah, just looked yeah. like a like the doofus at the bar. It looked with, odd, yeah. Yeah, I, I, his, <laughs> the way he owned it, by the way, in like the new profile picture yeah. is uh, – Drawing the beard right back in there. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. I mean, that was outstanding. It was great. Yeah. No, okay. So, all right, number three. Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill has been in the NFL for five years. He's made the Pro Bowl every single year he's been in the league. Uh, he's only getting better. He scored double-digit touchdowns for the third uh, for the third time in his in his career. He's the hardest receiver to guard one-on-one -on -one that I think I've seen in a long time because he's got that rare combination of we know he's fast, but it's the quickness and the agility and the explosiveness that is just so unique. I I think he's top two, top three receiver in football right now. Okay, I have no issues with this other than you've got. Three top three are all on one team. So well, I mean, it's hard to argue against it, considering how successful and how dominant all three have been. So let's go to four then. I'm assuming a new team will get involved. Yeah, Joey Bosa. I think we kind of forget just how good Joey Bosa is. I know he's missed some time throughout his career. He missed four games last year. 
but the guy is just a monster when he plays uh in his last 16 games he has 36 quarterback hits he's fantastic against the run i think only behind miles garrett you know is joey bosa i think he's the second or third best edge rusher in football hard to leave him off the top five why does he not get more love is it the san diego thing i mean the los because, angeles thing yeah yeah i, I mean oh, dang yeah. it dang <laughs> it but listen, did he start his career as a San Diego Charger? Probably, right? Yes, it's the San Diego yeah. thing. That's who drafted yeah. him. Thank you. That's the point I was trying to make. You know, I don't do that anymore with Vegas because I love Vegas. Well, I think part of it is he he's had really good seasons, like 11 sacks, 12 sacks, but he hasn't had that one 18-sack season that just propels him to be the best defensive lineman in football. We just you know, we haven't had that year yet. You know, if we can orchestrate – uh, Usain Bolt and Hill to run. We can also just say definitively, I refuse to call them the San Diego, or the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. They are the San Diego Chargers forever. I don't yeah, care I where they're playing. All right, <laughs> sorry. La- last player in your top five, who you got? It's a bit surprising, but Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders. Waller's been really, really good over the last two seasons, back-to-back 1,100-yard seasons. And I thought last year, in the last two months of the season, he was incredible 765 yards in the last seven games that's a pace of like 1800 1900 yards i think he is just a mismatch monster and he's only been playing the tight end position two years now and he's already a pro bowler i can't wait to see what he looks like this year god did he torture the jets last year um 200 yards yep uh one of the most unique football players that we have uh Truly. I mean, there are some freakish tight ends. We talked about Kittle last week. You're talking about Kelsey. Now he's kind of his own genre. Um, all of these guys are amazing. I have no problem with that. I think he's one of the cool, like the, the most unique, coolest players that we have. Mm-hmm. I am curious. So, so you have two tight ends. What um, give me the, the just missed the cut, like the director's cut version. Now this guy's also missed a lot of time, but I had a really hard time not putting Derwin James inside of the top five, because when that guy is healthy, there's not a better defensive back in football. Like he is so unique. He can play in the box like Jamal Adams, but you can put him on the outside and have him play cornerback. He can play free safety. I just hope he stays healthy because man, he is fun to watch. I'm telling you, man, you're making my chargers bet that much sweeter (laughs) as you're reminding me. Um, Okay. Uh, you ready for a little player prop action? Here? Let's do it. Yes. So you can find Marcus's, all of his, uh, you know, his list division by division over on the game day. You can also find these player props there as well. So, uh, you know, as we were doing these, Marcus, I was, I was trying to sprinkle in unders, like just okay. to accommodate variety. That's no as fun. I've gone, okay. uh, no. <laughs> and, and what I'm saying is like, instead of that, I, for, for how I bet player props, and it's, I do this a lot with also like win totals for teams. I'm seeking out value in teams that I think are going to be sure. better. It's, I think it's easier for me to, to seek out optimism than disappointment. So all of that said, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, regular season rushing and receiving yards over 1,275 and a half. My, it, the only way this doesn't cash is if he gets injured, right. like his workload's going to increase. Like he was a monster before he got injured. He could take, I mean, he'll have games, I think, Marcus, where he's over 250 yards yeah, total easily. in those games. Yep. So what do you think of this one? Yeah, I love it. He just needs to stay healthy for 14 games, probably do it. Because I do think he's going to average close to 100 yards per game this year, rushing and receiving. So what, probably 75 yards on the ground, 25 yes. or more through the air. 
They don't really have anybody else on that roster that's going to take away touches from him. That's the other thing. Because that was and, a problem last year. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, he got banged up later in the year with a high ankle sprain. Saw him in the playoffs, still played pretty well. I think year two with a full offseason with, you know, more training camp practices than we saw last year, he's going to be in for a big season. Also, the way, where they drafted him, like, this is not a – this is not a – you got to use this guy. Well, and I mean, Mahomes you, wanted him, right? Mahomes yes. went to the front office and said, I want Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And they listened. You're hearing that, that guy, game back? Yes. <laughs> but seriously, it is he is one of the most we talked about a unique football player in Waller who's six seven. This this guy's legit five seven and mm-hmm. um is gonna impact games in a huge way. Kansas City is just ridiculous. All right, one of my Absolutely. favorite football players in all the NFL, Keenan Allen, regular season receiving touchdowns over six and a half. I think this number is way off. I, I, I think he's going to have a double digit year. He had, he's at eight, he's hit six, a couple of different times. I know we view him more as a possession mm-hmm. uh, receiver, but I don't care. Herbert's going to be better. The offensive line is going to be better. As long as Keenan Allen, Allen is healthy, which is a concern. I think mm. he's going to blow past this number. I agree. If he stays healthy, I think double digit touchdowns is certainly possible. I would stay away though, because of the thing you just mentioned health, right? Like, He's not been somebody who's managed to play 16 games very often. He's always dealing with some kind of soft tissue issue. Um, I also kind of like some of the other options, like Mike Williams, I think, could get double-digit touchdowns. Uh, I kind of like Josh Palmer, the receiver they drafted in the third round this year. I'm not saying it's a bad pick, but it's probably a stay away from me. Okay, fair enough. This one, I don't know how you're going to react, so I'm bracing you for it. Derek Carr, regular season passing yards, over 4,050 and a half. Look, he's done this, like, Mm -hmm. with regularity. You look at his numbers year over year, and I feel like he gets a bad rap. Like, I does does not get – like, we don't fully encompass what he's done. Is I think it's okay for him to just be – perfectly like fine not be yep. a top five perfectly fine so i i think he's gonna go over this i think that offense could be better we struggle to call quarterbacks like the 12th best quarterback in the league because we want everybody to be a top 10 guy or one of the worst quarterbacks in the league and that's just not the case for Derek carr he's gotten better every single year under john gruden i think he had the best year of his career last year and going back to the bet their early season schedule is absolutely brutal. It's Baltimore, it's Pittsburgh, it's Miami, uh, it's Denver. Those are all, all teams that have really good run defenses. They're going to have to throw the ball. I think 45, 4,600 yards is not out of the realm of possibilities at all. I think it's very interesting to think about his future. I know this is an aside, but where he ends up, he said he would retire if he's not playing for the Raiders. That's not true. No, no. <laughs> but there's just been this feeling of an eventual breakup brewing. And I think a lot of that will depend on what he does this year. But I think they've got some really good pieces. I think he'll have a fine year. My last one, we just talked about it. The Broncos, Jerry Judy, regular season receiving yards, over 920 and a half. Now, I was really – he was not great last year, just point blank. No. Drops, no. inconsistencies. You can blame the inconsistent quarterback play and that general – offense and just everything about it but when given opportunities i thought he was underwhelming he still had over 800 yards i think we'll see more of more good things from him still there are very few wide receivers in space that can do the things that he does so are you concerned about Cortland sutton yes but wait when you draft judy this high 
And they've got other guys, Hamler. Like, they've got a lot of other ways to spread it around. To me, Cortland Sutton can't do what Judy does. And if I'm, if you're working on trying to make these quarterbacks more consistent, where Alabama used him was screens, slants, mm-hmm. space, and let him run. So I think he's just, yes, I'm concerned about some of the other weapons there because it's wide receiver overload. But I think I'm more in awe of Judy's ability uh, without the drops. Because again, that was a problem theme last year. If he is, if he can eliminate some of those, he's going to get ample chances. And he, he was close to this number last year with an extra game. I think it's just willing to believe that he's going to take a step up and probably be 1100, 1200 yards. I'm smashing the over on that one. That's a great call. So a couple of different things didn't help Jerry Judy last year. He was actually dealing with a couple of lower body injuries. The quarterback stuff was awful. They actually started a wide receiver at quarterback in a game. I'm sure you remember that slot oh, fest between the Saints, right? Uh, the additional game will help. He's going to get to 1,200, 1,300 yards, I think, pretty easily. One of the most talented receivers to come out of Alabama since I, I mean, there's yes, there's been some, but yes, absolutely. I think he fits that mold. He, he's just, just good at ability, right? Yeah. yeah, and we, we saw it at the end of the year. Like, he had an 80-yard touchdown in week 17. We started we started to see the Broncos actually use him down the field a little bit more. I think he's going to have multiple 150, 175 games this season with the Broncos. Go, so go YouTube. Yeah, and anybody who's listening, YouTube, just some of his highlights at Alabama when he would just mm-hmm. basically dance. Uh, it is it is a thing of art. Uh, it's it's a, It feels like a very easy over, quite honestly. I agree. I, the drops were uncharacteristic of him. That was really not something that I, I saw much at Bama. So they got to figure that out. And the other thing here too, is the backup at quarterback. Like if Drew Locke is bad, like you got another quarterback that can come in and theoretically be okay. Well, it sounds like Teddy and J- Judy have had a great connection at camp. So this might yes. be one of the one situations where the starter gets hurt. It's actually better for the over here. So yeah, I, think I, love Judy, it. I, love it. I know you're a big fantasy guy. I think he is a guy that you could get pretty good value on in those middle rounds, like sixth, seventh round. Yep. Yes. You can grab it all day long. And I think he has wide receiver one potential. All right. So let's wrap this division up with some odds, the odds to win the division team totals chiefs minus two seventy five, ten and a half, chargers plus 500, nine and a half Broncos plus 700, eight and a half and the Raiders plus 1307. The odds to make the playoffs chiefs minus 1100. Wow. Um, chargers plus one twenty five. Broncos 155, Raiders plus 350. So a lot, a lot to survey. I'm going to ask you one thing. Are you hot? Are you a little surprised? And I know the, I know the juice will be on the over, but are you a little surprised that Chiefs number isn't a little bit higher? I mean, I am considering that the Chiefs under Andy Reid have won 11 or more games in every season except for one when they went 10 and six uh, since 2015. So yeah, they're going to get to 11, 12, 13 wins. They have Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid is just a phenomenal coach. Uh, that number does not make a lot of sense to me. Okay, I, I'll go back to my Chargers. I'd almost rather bet the Chargers at plus 500 to win the division than nine and a half. Does that make sense? Like, I think it's it's yeah. like, yeah. I like the value in plus 500. I don't love that bet. Yeah. I'm just saying they're a team that to me is either going to get the goods or they're not. Like, they could really be good uh, and, yeah. and they hopefully stay healthy, which is a huge part of their success or not. But I'll go back to my Raiders. I think my favorite bet on this thing is over seven. I, I think they'll be competitive. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I don't necessarily love plus three fifty, but I think they're an eight nine win team. That that seems like a very reasonable number for them. So seven wins pushes for you, right? So yes. they would have for this bet to lose you money. They'd have to go six and eleven. 
I don't see that happening. Just again, Gruden is still a really good coach. They're going to have a couple games where they upset teams that they're five point underdogs against. I think over seven, knowing that a push is probably likely is a good bet. Chiefs minus 1100 to make the playoffs. Such a sucker bet, right? There's don't no sense do in doing that. Yep. If, if Mahomes gets injured, like right. football, this team, like as good as, as good as they are, you mm-hmm. can't do that. You don't want to lay $1,100 to win a hundred. If Mahomes yeah. takes a bad step, if he's hit low, like too much of that can fall apart. Right? Like that's a, that's a, I get why the right. line is what it is. It's not a ridiculous line. It, I think it's ridiculous to act on that line. Well, I think that's why you bet over 10 and a half wins, because if they go under 10 and a half wins, it probably means that they're, you know, a seven and 10 team, like something Good way to put wrong. It. Right. So if Mahomes stays healthy for 15, 16 games, they're going over on that win total. That's just a far safer and better bet. Okay. Anything else jump out on this for you? We didn't really touch. Denver is kind of all over the place. Um, you know, what, what else jumps out? Yeah, I, I kind of think Chargers at plus 125 is interesting to make the playoffs. I mean, because, again, there's three yeah. wild card spots. I do think they're going to beat up on the Raiders and the Broncos a little bit. So there's, let's say, three wins there. The rest of the schedule is not too bad. I kind of like parlaying that with something else, maybe Packers to win the division, 49ers to win the division. But plus 125, those are some good odds. So what in getting back to the Chiefs, to tie a bow on this, how do we view the Chiefs? Like to me, the value in the Chiefs, I'm, I'm looking forward to betting on or against the Chiefs like week to week. I mean, remember, you know, covering the spread was a challenge last yeah. year for them yeah. for much of the year. Remember they had that long stretch. So how do you view the Chiefs in this context? Like minus 275, I get it. Probably doesn't do much for me. Does it do anything for you? No, I, I will tell you the best way to bet the Chiefs. It's not even to pick the you know, the money line before the game or the spread. It's the live bet the Chiefs. And they're really fun because there was a couple of games last year, Adam, where they were like yes. down double digits early in the first quarter, and they're still minus 200 to win a game. Uh, I think you can find some value if you're live betting these ones, especially as we get into the second half and the third and fourth quarter. That's where you, you make money on the Chiefs, not before the game. It's um, I, I love that. I think this is a, I think actually as a whole, this division is very much a live betting group. And I'm just looking mm-hmm. up odds. Herbert plus 18, uh, 18 to one to win the MVP. Uh, I mean, that's no, not great value no. for me. Kyler Murray at 16 to one is a much better pick Dak at 16 to one. So I, I'm, I'm willing to, I, I'm excited about Herbert, but I'm kind of with you. I think the full transformation is probably a few years away. All right. So we're, we like the Chiefs, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're kind of staying away. We're dabbling with the Chargers. I'm going to dabble with the Raiders as well. I don't like, you know, plus 350 of the playoffs, plus 1,300. Right. To tie it up, this is a this is a really fun – all these teams are interesting in their own way. Like, even Denver I'm curious with. Raiders are curious with. Not to mention, like, you talk about major, major potential changes brewing for both of those teams if things don't go well. Like, this is – the stakes in this entire division – whether it's this year or beyond, I think it's just enormous. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really funny because I think there's a chance next year we have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers with the Broncos, and somebody else with the Raiders. Like, this division could have some fun quarterbacks a year from now. This year, other than Patrick Mahomes and Herbert, not so much. Yeah, uh, Rodgers could honestly be a possible destination for yeah. both of those teams. Well, which could, be can fun. I ask you that really quickly? If you're if you're Rodgers, where would you rather go? Would you rather go to Denver with the better receivers, but you're playing outside, you know, in Mile High, or would you rather go to the Raiders, play inside, 
be in Vegas, uh, but you are playing with John Gruden. Which which one is a better I, I, fit? I don't think he strikes me as like a Vegas guy. Like I don't I don't know how much that fit. It's more high profile. Yeah, yeah. The Gruden connection would be more. I mean, if he's playing, and and who knows if Fangio will still be there. I feel like that's just a better like philosophical fit for yeah, him. Yeah. But I agree. Who, know, who knows now, with him? The Raiders, though, with you already having Darren Waller and you've got some speed and Henry Ruggs and a pretty young offensive line, that's got to yeah. be appealing to him oh, as yes. well. Uh, and I also, listen, I think as these quarterbacks get older, the cold is just not good on their bodies, right? They want to play somewhere. Like, that's why, that's why Brady went to Tampa Bay, right? Uh, I, I think that part would be appealing to Rodgers. I'm, I'm with you there. All right, before we wrap it up, let's talk about just a quick rundown of the future. Mm-hmm. Marcus, we are, we got preseason bets. We got week zero in the uh, college football coming, coming up. up. I am going to Illinois, Nebraska, going fun, down fun. to Champaign. Uh, it's a huge game for Scott Frost in Nebraska. So I'll have a pick for that next week. Um, but we got preseason games. We got a little MMA. It's actually a really good, it's, we got three nights mm-hmm. of MMA uh, coming up. So, but preseason, you said you're five and one. Does anything uh, speak to you this weekend? This week is a little harder because this is the week that teams are going to be using it as a dress rehearsal, right? So we're going to see starters for a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. Um, (laughs) I do like the Cowboys to beat Houston this week. Houston is just a train wreck. Uh, I like Pittsburgh over the Lions. Me too. uh, The Lions, my gosh. Uh, But the other thing I wanted to mention to you, Adam, I know this is the future segment, so we can talk about things that are way in the future. That MGM has released their NBA win totals, and I've been starting to – dive into some research there. I just want to give an early, early pick. Uh, the, the New York Knicks currently right now, as I'm looking Ooh. at it over 42 and a half wins this year, I'm taking the over. I like their moves. Like mm-hmm. it's not Damian Lillard, but their roster is really pretty deep. Like I, I you know, the it's Knicks are the too. Knicks. It's better. They've, it looks like they drafted okay. I know mm-hmm. summer league. We don't want to overreact, but I think Obi Toppin's going to be a lot better. Thibs uh, is just a good coach. Like he's going to get those guys playing hard every single night. The atmosphere, atmosphere at Madison Square Garden, fans all season long. I just, I'm in. I appreciate you giving me a chance to inject more New York homerdom into this. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like what they've done. Any other NBA things stand out to you when you're looking? Uh, I kind of like the Clippers over 44 and a half wins. I know that Kawhi Leonard's probably going to miss most of the season, but we saw last year under Ty Lue, like they just find a way to win games, whether it's with Paul George or Terrence Mann or uh, Marquise Morris. I mean, whoever, or Marcus Morris, excuse me, whoever is out there, they, they just find way to ways to win games. So I kind of like the Clippers on their over. Are you, are you MMA at all this weekend? Are you going to partake? Listen, I, I, it's a busy weekend, Adam. I, I'm, I'm going to try to pull off something that I haven't done before. I got to cover the Cowboys and the Raiders during a wedding this weekend, which is going to be a disaster <laughs> in itself. Probably won't be able to squeeze an MMA. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Okay. So you have a wedding. The wife and... is in the wedding. So I'm, I'm just kind of going to be chilling out at a table by myself. Uh, already got the iPad ready. Got her okay. phone ready. Got my so, phone ready. We're good to you, go. Do you have the portable charging block? I mean, those yes. are crucial. Yes. All right. I just bought a new one. So you, you've got that and you are going to just be kind of in the corner, like goleming like yeah. there <laughs> probably with, what are you drinking? You got to probably be actively Ooh. consuming. During yeah. This. Probably an IPA. Right. So I also did the, the, the pro move and make sure you rent out the hotel room and just stay overnight. So that way 
as yes. things start to wind down, you can kind of just sneak off to the to the hotel room and catch up on all the football stuff. I've done this with college football games. I may even mention on the pod. It has not gone particularly well. I remember no, one difficult. story in particular I wrote about Notre Dame, and I wrote the word the three consecutive times in a row to start <laughs> the story. So when I looked at it in the morning, you know, feeling a little fresher, I realized I'm glad I didn't turn this thing in. So Ohio State fans probably took offense to that. Yes. The, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> yes. Um, so Godspeed. Wow. That is a lot to ask. Um, I pray for your devices, for your Wi-Fi, yeah. for your, your connectivity and your battery lives. I mean, those are, you gotta yeah, have well, like it's your own game plan ready. Uh, well, and then there's, of course, there's going to have to be a way that I live bet this, but we're out of state, which is going to make it a little bit more difficult. So yep. uh, we'll figure it out. Isn't that the worst, by the way? I ran into that when I was in Wisconsin for a couple yep. of days. It was like, oh, yeah. I've got other ways to do this, but I, it was a little bit jarring. Uh, to say the least, when I, I just just might have to send a buddy over to my computer, you know, at my house and have him do it for me. That's yes. probably the best way to get this done. We, you are resourceful. <laughs> Godspeed there. Uh, Thank so, you. I appreciate yes. it. Yes. Uh, reminder, guys, uh, jump in, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We are previewing the season. The start of college football is next week. We will talk about that. NFL games a few weeks away. Uh, it's getting real, which is really, really exciting for both Marcus and I. Remember, a reminder, we have a special welcome offer for BetMGM. New customers in legalized betting states receive a free bet up to $600 with the code TheGameDay. Again, that's code TheGameDay, all one word, at BetMGM for our listeners in legalized betting states. For Marcus, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you guys next week.